0: Welcome to the Revelation Church podcast. We trust today's message will speak to you. If you'd like to get in touch, just drop us an email at hello at revelationchurch.org.uk. First of all, a question for you. Um, and I don't want, I don't want your good Christian, I don't want your Sunday school answers right now. I want your, Jesus, we'll come to that one. We'll come to that one in a second. What is your, um, what is your, joy in life I'll give you one for me would be watching the rugby world cup unfold (laughs) it's been a joy Ireland South Africa last night one of the great matches of rugby it was amazing what's your joy in life my family this week I as as you heard me talking about a coach trip I was in Wales on a farm with 40 kids learning to be farmers part of that we, we, we go and we do a coastal walk and I stood looking out at um, ramsey island and ramsey sounds and i thought this i think is my favorite view in all the world it's just so magnificent that's a joy for me what what's your joy in life what's your hope lots of things we hope for what's your hope good student lunch i be hoping for that might be hopes within your professional life hopes within your family life hopes of a home one day hopes of What's your hope? What's your crowning achievement in life? I don't know if I've got any crowning achievements. I built some bookshelves. I really like my bookshelves. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've got kids? Oh, my kids! My kids! My kids! My kids! See, <laughs> just have a little. Ch- just have a little chat. Just have a little thing. What are some of those things for you? And and we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to the. Well, of course, we're gonna get to like the gospel, and we're going to get to Jesus, and we're going to put those big stakes in the ground. But let's just be honest for a moment of where we're at. Some of those things we we tug on our heart and are precious to us, because they're not. I didn't mention any wrong things, did I? Well, it depends on your perspective, maybe rugby. But, all right, have a little chat for a minute. All right, you ready? Sorry, guys, I'm going to stop you there. Um, Let's get to it then. Let's get to it. You ready? You haven't got to tell me those answers. We're going to come to what would Paul, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul who says, far be it from me to boast in anything but the cross of Christ. What would the Apostle Paul say is his great joy? The gospel. Guys, you're meant to shout Jesus. Come on, people. Right, yeah. What would he say is his hope? Jesus, what would he say is his crown, his treasure? Jesus. Right, okay, let's read this. You ready? If you're there, we'll go to 1 Thessalonians. We're, you guys are looking in 1 Thessalonians together. If you're there, fantastic. We're in 1 Thessalonians verses 17 to 20. We're going to be reading this morning. Oh, it's up there. Lovely. Thanks so much. He says this. But since we were torn away from you, brothers... For a short time in person, not in heart, we endeavoured the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus that is coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Not what we were expecting. Not what I set you up for either, was it? Tricked you there. But there is uh, a big question here because Paul does say that. He says in Galatians, far be it from me to boast in anything. Same word, boast in boasting there. Far be it from me to ha- take pride in anything but the cross of Christ. This morning, we're going to spend most of our time trying to get these two things to fit together. How can Paul say that and that it's like Chloe sent me this reel recently yes we are one of those couples who sometimes communicate via the medium of instagram reels this reel of this uh somebody talking about um, being a vegan and how they found this great meal and then they go out these eggs and they're like these eggs are great for (laughs) this meal it's like that saying i'm a vegan and yet my favorite meal is bacon and eggs just they don't right I I, I will not boast in anything but the cross of Christ. What is my crown of boasting? Is it not you guys, you Thessalonians? How do these two come together is what we're going to be talking about this morning. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we are so grateful for your presence amongst us as we lifted your name high in praise. We're so grateful that we... We we feel it. We know it. We know you're here amongst us. We thank you for your promise that you're where we gather. We thank you for your promise that your word does not return empty. And that's what we want this morning, Lord. Would it not return empty? Would we be those with ears to hear? Would we be changed by your gospel this morning? Jesus, we, we are just novices. We are apprentices. We are at your feet waiting to hear, waiting to learn, Lord, we ask, would you teach us this morning? Lord, turn our hearts towards the mode of discipleship, Lord, would we really, truly want to hear you and be changed by you, Jesus, change us this morning, Lord, we ask in your name, Lord, amen, all right, okay. Okay. Let's let's have a little look at the rest of some of this because if we're going to work this out, we, we'll have a look around it and we'll see where we get to. Um, it, there's this interesting thing that Paul does all the way through 1 Thessalonians. He does it in other, other books, but it's, it's a lot in 1 Thessalonians where he has this, most of his clauses, his sentences have this sort of we, you or you, us within them. Everything's like bookended by this we, you, you, us, we, you, 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 we, you, you, us constantly throughout it read it here just in 17 he says we were torn away from you for a short time in person not in heart we endeavored the more eagerly to be with great we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face if you look back you look in at the start from verse 2 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2 we give thanks always to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Remember before, our God and Father, your works of faith and labor of love and steadfastness and hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's something so symbiotic about their relationship, so close about their relationship so intimate in verse chapter two verse eleven he talks to them uh, uh, like he says we're like I'm like we me and Paul and me and Silas and Timothy we're like fathers to you as children we're so connected here in this verse the words that are translated torn away mean orphaned we're so interconnected that I'm like father but I'm also like son. we're like so close we without you i'm I'm orphaned i'm I'm a stray without you like an orphan without family and so i more eagerly desired to see you face to face still doesn't quite answer it does it they've got this really really tight relationship he comes to this bit again in, in verse 18 he says i paul we wanted to be with you i paul again and again it's not strong enough to say we paul's like no me i i i'm writing this and i just want you to know it's me i I wanted to be with you, but Satan hindered us. There's something so important and profound about their relationship that the enemy wants to get in the way, wants to drive a wedge. So what's going on? Who are Paul and Silas and Timothy, the letters addressed from them to the Thessalonians? Who are they to each other? What's going on that Paul can say, you are our hope and joy and crown of boasting before the Lord? You might know the story. You might have been talking about this over the last few weeks. Um, we Paul meets the, the Thessalonians, this, this small church in Thessalonica, uh, in Acts, in the book of Acts. You can go and read it. If you read from about Acts 16 through to about Acts 18 you get the full story in Acts 16 Paul's in somewhere called Troas ancient Troy big horse all that you know and he gets this vision he gets a vision of a man of Macedonia calling to him to come over to Macedonia so Paul travels over they they go to a place called Philippi and you are expecting boom right vision called here we go it in Philippi Paul gets imprisoned he gets beaten and imprisoned and they get run out of town so they go on to Thessalonica Thessalonica I can't decide how to pronounce it I might just mix it up for fun um, they go to Thessalonica and there, there you think okay this is going to be it and they're there for three weeks and then they are run out of town and then so they go on to a place called Berea and they are run out of town they're actually run out of the whole region but in that time in those weeks that they are there, they see these as Paul and, and Timothy and Sylvanus Silas go into the synagogue and they, what does it say, they share that Jesus is the Christ. They share that he, the Christ had to suffer and die and rise again and they show them that Jesus is this Christ and in that time, there's some that hear the good news and are changed by that good news. And it says, join them, join them in the way of Jesus. That's who these people are. They're those who Paul was there. And in the midst of this turmoil, this crazy time of from city to city just being run out of town, they give their lives to the Lord. Let me take you to a few interesting places um, Back in chapter 1, Paul says, We know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Because our gospel came to you, our good news. We we proclaimed good news to you. Let me take you to verse three, chapter 3, sorry, verse 6. Paul says, now that Timothy has come to us from you, when Paul left Berea, he left Timothy and Silas there and he went on to Corinth. And this is probably being written from Corinth. Um, and Timothy's arrived and uh, he's brought this news. And Paul says, now that Timothy's come to us from you, he has brought us the good news of your faith and love. That, that word translated good news there is the same root as the word translated gospel. In, in chapter one. They're the same thing. Gospel, good news. This language of good news, Paul doesn't use lightly. He uses it to mean something profound. It's like sacred language. He says, we brought you the gospel and now news of your faith and love is gospel to us. I was thinking about something This week, I said, I was on a farm and there was um, these little eggs in an incubator and they set the temperature to 37.5 degrees. 37.5 degrees because that's the the body temperature of mammals and birds, I think all warm-blooded creatures. We can't really deviate much from it at all. If we do, we're ill. It just got me thinking about how, like, sort of, how we're just like these little containers that can only just about cope with so much. Another thing got me thinking about it because I took away these kids. They're not my class. Um, teachers were there with us, uh, but I was getting to know some of them and learning some names. I was just so aware that as names went in, other children's names would just be escaping my mind because I've reached that point, but I just can't. I work in a school and my teacher and I just can't really take in many more. We're like that, aren't we? We can only take in... So much food, we're full. So much rest and we're ready to go. So much work and we need rest again. So much um, knowledge and it just starts falling out. What happens? What happens to a finite creature with us when the king of creation chooses to dwell in us? (laughs) what what happens we'm going to come back to that that thought you see paul Paul is one who knows he knows the the word, the good news, the good news, Jesus Christ, incarnate Jesus Christ, he knows he he came, he knows that the king of heaven came to dwell on the earth he he knows that. Jesus came and in his coming proclaimed by his words and his actions, good news to the poor, liberty to the captives. He he brought light and life and sight to the blind. He opened the year of the Lord's favor. And he knows that in Jesus' death, on the cross. We were made rich by his poverty. We, the poorest, those outside of God, those not knowing him, a way was brought that we would know him. We were made rich by his poverty. Paul knows that for freedom we've been set free so that we might live in freedom. He knows that out of we who dwell in the land of great darkness have seen a great light. We, our eyes are open. He, he knows that now he lives in the year of the Lord's favour. That's, that's the life for Christians, the year of the Lord's favour. And what favour, right? Us in Christ, in him, eternally, bought at a price into Christ, seen as righteous, stood before God, pure, washed, redeemed. What favour, Christ in us, dwelling in us. The spirit poured out, Filling us and like Jesus says, overflowing like streams of living water. What happens when a finite being like us has the king of creation dwelling in us? It pours out. It, it, it should be pouring out. As we, as we worship this morning, it was like that, wasn't it? People were singing and praying and it was like the presence of God is here amongst us, in us, pouring out of us, come down to us. You see, Christians are made, we're made to receive and then we're made to overflow. We're made to receive and overflow. John John says this uh, in Free John, he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Similar to what Paul's saying here, no greater joy. You see, John's not saying that Jesus is not his greatest joy. He's saying, but in, but Christ in me is so great that it cannot just be this inward thing. It's got to be this overflowing outward thing that extends and brings others in with it in these streams of water. They've got to wash somewhere. So that's why Paul says, you are our glory and our joy it's it's not in competition with the cross I think we're getting there when he says what's our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus it is at his coming it is not in competition with the cross Paul's not going to stand before the king and say "Look, I did it here's my he's not saying that he's saying look you did it But you did it to such an extent that I was so transformed that it came out. And it was out and it was going out and out in streams of living water. And look at this. Look. These Thessalonians here are the evidence of the great grace that you have poured into me. Your loving kindness in me. That good news in me. These Thessalonians are those, that, those that, that God saved through Paul's words. What will, be, what will he point to as his crowning achievement before Jesus? It will be the message of the cross, not just contained here, but overflowing out of him and transforming lives around him. All right, we are coming towards some sort of landing um, and I've got to ask this question. This is a question we started with, and I'm going to ask it again. What, I'm going to change the tense. We're going to go future tense. What will be your crown of boasting? On that day, the day of the Lord, when Jesus comes again, because he's coming again, all right? He is coming. The day of the Lord is drawing near, we sang this morning. He's coming again. He's gonna, we're gonna see him in the air in some way. He's gonna, he's gonna, right, the dead are gonna rise. We're gonna be lifted up with him. We are gonna meet him. We are gonna be presented as his bride and we are gonna come before him as bride and bridegroom. And on that day, what will be your crown of boasting? We're in, guys, right? We're in. It's sorted. Yeah the cross alone, Christ alone, grace alone we are in. But what will be your crowning achievement? Will you say, I did these great artworks. I made this awesome spreadsheet that solved this problem for my business. I Look at my kids, I—I I, look at my house, it's wicked, and my garden, look, I built a climbing frame for my kids. Will you go, I had awesome hair for my twenties and it was wicked. What will be your crowning achievement, guys? Some of you are. This is right. You're starting on your student life. This is like a precious moment. I feel quite privileged to be speaking to you this morning because you get a chance to go. What do I want to do with these years of university? I, I I know what I want my it to be. I, I know what I want. I want on that day there to be one stood beside me because I shared the gospel. I want there to be one stood behind beside me giving glory to the Lamb because I shared the gospel. Hey, I want there to be loads. But I want there to be one. That's what I'm praying for now, the one. Jesus is the one who goes after one sheep at a time. I'm praying for the one. It's a massive, massive undertaking. It is our life's work. It is our mission. Jesus says, go and make disciples. This this, this is what we're here for. Let me give you some really simple starting points because I don't want to send you out with, right, we've got to do it, but what do I do again? Um, I didn't tell Claire I was going to share this, but I'm going to just share something really small because I want you to see some small starting points, right? We had... Yesterday, someone come around to our house just to inspect. We we rent a house, in and, and we had the person come around to inspect it. They come, like, every six months. They come every six months, and as this person's looking around, Chloe's like, oh, how's your son? How's he getting on? Oh, how's your partner? Oh, I think you were going to move. Are you moving? How are you doing? Are you moving to Sussex? And I'm like, I don't remember their face. I don't. I don't remember anything about them. You see... <laughs> You need to figure out what it's like. What is it like for you, God, uh, overflowing out of you, the Spirit overflowing out of you? Because it's not going to be every facet of God's nature. Because that we, we, we're just we're not that. We're finite creatures, and yet for Chloe, there's something which goes. I just listen. I'm like, it's not just that, though, is it? There's something of the 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 hearing nature of God that is implanted in Chloe that comes out of her that any shop we literally any shop we go in she can have a conversation with the shopkeepers and go how is did you you had that good holiday in Turkey how was it all the security guard in Tesco's or the butch everybody Chloe knows because she because she she says she just listens I listen too. I promise but there's something of the nature of God imprinted on her that flows out of her I um Sometimes God uses me through words of knowledge. Oh, I better crack on. So through words of knowledge. And I'm going to share, I'm going to share one, one really quick story on this. I was, I was walking with a friend. We were in Markfield Park. I we went in the cafe to get coffee. And I just, the, 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 it was like, I don't know, like 7.50. dollars 50 or something for two coffees. You know, London, it's probably like 9.20 or you know, 11 60 I don't know. She rang it up and she presented me the thing. But it didn't say 7.50. It said 7500 I was like, mm, hold on, I'm sure that's right. But I just felt like I say something to me for that person of, um, they see themselves like a sort of throwaway cup of coffee, like a, every duck, like, that's how they see themselves, but I see them as so much more valuable. I see them as like a ridiculous price for what they are. And so I shared this with this person and they went, okay, thanks, that's nice. <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. I, I share it because these are tiny beginnings, right? We are not called to save. We are not called to fruit, fruit. We are called to obedience. We are called to sowing. We are called to long lives of obedience, sowing, sharing the gospel through our actions and through our deeds. He's the one who brings the fruit. By his timing, in his way, he's the one who brings the fruit. We're just called to obedience